baby. Hour number three. We made it. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. So happy you guys are all with us here on a Friday. Hope you've had a, a great week and hope you have a very fun weekend headed your way here. We've got uh, a bunch that you can get into on the Oklahoma athletics side. This Sooner Weekly Update. I repeat, Connor, Sooner Weekly Update brought to us by Wade Electric. That is uh, Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or your business. Contact them, 405-329-1940. And it allows me to tell you that uh, the Sooner Track team, they're underway as we speak, about 30 minutes gone by, uh, started at 1030. The Sooner Invite, the uh, Sooner Invite at the John Jacobs Track and Field Complex where admission, it's free. So you can, if you're looking for something to do today, you can just... Stroll right on in. Men's Tennis tonight versus Baylor. 6 o'clock, Headington Family Tennis Center. Again, admission is free. Oklahoma baseball. Big series versus Texas Tech. Trying to uh, KO number 21 Texas Tech this weekend. We could use uh, a series win. Got to have it. 6.30 first pitch tonight. And uh, obviously you can catch that action all weekend long right here on KREF. That is uh, 99.3 FM, 1400 AM, or just download, search and download KREF, the app, and you can listen live all weekend. Rest of the schedule this weekend looks like this. Day two of the Sooner Invite, 9 o'clock tomorrow, John Jacobs Track and Field Complex. Again, admissions free. OU Soccer, that's right, back in action, Spring Soccer. They take on Arkansas at noon. Admission is free. Oklahoma Baseball, game two of three. 4 o'clock, Eldale Mitchell Park on Saturday. 4 o'clock, Eldale Mitchell Park on Saturday. And then uh, Sunday, last but not least, men's tennis versus Texas Tech. 1 o'clock, free admission. Series finale, Oklahoma-Texas Tech, 2 o'clock. Eldale Mitchell Park. And for tickets, visit Soonersports.com. Spring game tickets, by the way, you can uh, check out over there. Soonersports.com as well. All of this presented by Wade Electric. Thank you, Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or your business. Contact them, 405-329-1940, the uh, Sooner Weekly update. A lot of free. We like free. Yeah, a lot of spring sports, best time of year. I look forward to this because you just got so many events going on, so much to watch, baseball, uh, softball, soccer. You got even gymnastics going on right now. So it's just it's just a good time of year. Little, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Little quick recap for you. Oklahoma, the women's gym team, what have they done? Well, they're back in the NCAA finals competition. They've been there every stinking year. Since 2013, they are on uh, advancing on to the four on the floor. So, another show from Dickey's Arena down in Fort Worth. Oklahoma joins Utah, LSU, and Florida in the four on the floor NCAA Women's Gymnastics Finals. And, oh, by the way, as we mentioned earlier this morning, Oklahoma's beaten all three earlier this season. So, KJ Kindler and company, they got a chance to go track down another natty. Got a chance to go do it. Olivia Troutman, uh, as we discussed earlier, won the outright NCAA vault title. So hopefully, hopefully next week, as tradition has uh, taught us in years past, or has as tradition has been, 
you know, historically we've welcomed the uh, both men's and women's teams in right here into the ref studios, the Buffalo Wild Wings ref studios to celebrate national championships. And I'm hoping, hoping we can uh, continue that tradition with uh, Oklahoma women's gym come next week. But uh, obviously there's work to be done versus uh, Utah, LSU, and Florida. But congratulations to Coach Kindler and company, Connor Dominance. How do you spell dominance? Well, you, you spell it KJ. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Year in, year out. And then for the boys, Jim, I know we said this a while back, but haven't lost at home since – it's been so long since they've lost to someone at home in regular season. Yeah, it was a lifetime ago. Lifetime ago. Yeah, I'm, I know we Kaslin. talked about it. I can't think of the – uh, I think it was 06, maybe. Okay, 06. That was the last last time they lost at home. Dude, they're, yeah, they're just so good, girls and boys. It's pretty amazing. So, busy, busy weekend in Sooner Athletics. If you've missed the show so far, we've uh, talked about expectations. That's sort of driven the conversation from hour two and beyond up till this point right here. Where is Oklahoma going to finish? in 2023 and we talked some spring games earlier that's how we open things up this morning you know there's uh let me see if i can dial this up for you there are 27 27 spring games this weekend or spring practices scrimmages whatever you want to call it this weekend you know different schools refer to it a little bit differently but uh there's 27 of them going on this April 15th, coming up tomorrow. Do you agree with this? The the top ten most intriguing spring games, I don't know that necessarily there's going to be a lot of debate for me with this, but they have Texas, Tennessee, Clemson, USC, Penn State, Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State, Ole Miss on three does, and Arizona State as uh, their – 10 of the 27 that are most interesting this weekend. I don't have the list of the other 17 going on this weekend. But uh, so as far as where I'm sitting, yeah, sure, that's the 10 most interesting. Yeah, I don't know how you come up with the list because I don't really care about (laughs) those teams. But did you say Colorado? Was Colorado in there? Uh, When is Colorado's spring game? Is it this weekend? I didn't know if they were top 10 on that. They got to be. I feel like a lot of people are looking forward to that. Let's see. ESPN will air the spring game. It's next week. So they uh, they are – what is 1 o'clock mountain time? Is that 2 o'clock here? Yes. Yeah, one hour. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, we jump up one hour. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's on – it's on ESPN, not plus. ESPN. Yeah, they're on, they're on big uh, ESPN next week. Okay. Let's see. Colorado's will be the only spring game that will air on the main ESPN network and wow. one of only – Two, along with national champion Georgia, not on either ESPN Plus or the conference networks. Georgia's will air on ESPN2, I guess, coming up this weekend. So you got the national championship Georgia on ESPN2 and then Colorado, a team that won two games <laughs> last year. Well, you got the, the Dion. <laughs> yeah, you got play. the Dion, but holy moly. Well, it, it is what it is. When you've got Dion Sanders – and they've generated the type of excitement that they've generated. And it's real. It's palpable. You know, right now it's probably – it's it's all just publicity at this point. He's got to go back it up and go coach them and, and win some football games. But they got some juice. 
They got some juice, man, on the recruiting trail. The fan base in Colorado in Boulder is excited for the first time in a long, long time. So uh, it makes sense why, because of Dion, it's a television attraction. And you know what? Good for him, man. That's uh, a leg up on everybody else from the recruiting standpoint. And you know that he's going to say or do something. He's He will say or do something next Saturday that gets people talking. No doubt. I don't know what it is, but he will say or do something. Yeah, and, dude, he, he's going to be able to recruit. It's all about the coaching uh, from prime time. But, yeah, he brought he brought in a lot of talent, a lot of key guys. Travis Hunter, uh, the former number one cornerback. So, we'll see that on ESPN. He needs uh, to surround himself with really, really good coaches. And, and who knows, maybe uh, – Maybe Sanders just winds up as this this nice little CEO head coach, but uh, for now it feels like he, he could use a, a little bit of extra help around him. But he's created some excitement, some excitement in Colorado. Do uh, do you want to hit a few negative texts? Negative texts? Uh, yeah, Broken Arrow, Fat Boy. I, uh, I saw this. He didn't clarify. B.A. Fat Boy, I still want to know what you're saying about 10-2 and, and splitting with Texas. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Stutzman led the team in tackles, but most of them were five to ten yards downfield with somebody tripping over the top of him. I, I got you. And it there, there, we, there were some of those. I, I, I agree with that. When we're talking about Danny Stutzman taking that next step, I, I, I hear what you're saying, B.A. Fat Boy. It's got to be less of 90 tackles, three-plus yards downfield, and more at or behind the line of scrimmage. Flying to the football, two-yard gain, one-yard gain, no gain, TFL. Yeah, fill, Show fill, us some of that. Fill the hole and meet him at the line. And hopefully, Oklahoma's linebackers have improved enough to where we're going to see a little bit more of that. But a buck 26 is a buck 26, okay? You don't just go get 126 tackles for, for no good reason. And Brent Venables. I'll trust what Brent Venables sees and is talking about that Brent Venables went to bat for Danny Stutzman uh, late last year to say, eh, I think he's been pretty good. I think he's been pretty good. So and, I think and the head coach sees uh, yeah. possibilities. And you're seeing a bunch of Kobe McKenzie, who I know he hasn't played a snap yet for OU, but he's already, uh, you, can, you can see it physically uh, gifted. The in-game coaching management. So just to very quickly jump from one to another to another. We opened spring games, Texas, USC, Tennessee, Georgia. There's some enticing spring games tomorrow. I don't know what wide-ranging takeaways we're going to have outside of I hope both Texas quarterbacks look terrible. If that happens, that would be uh, fantastic news, right? <laughs> Beyond that, I don't know. I, that, hope, uh, I hope neither team scores. That would be great. If nothing else, we could at least uh, make some jokes right here on the Ref Radio Network. But probably we're not coming away with anything uh, – Super takeaway worthy from any of these spring games, but what are you watching for? That's that's where we opened. Jump to, okay, what what needs to happen for Oklahoma in their spring game coming up next week? We can revisit that next segment. Then that took us to, hey, college football news has Oklahoma 9-3 in the 2023 season, 6-3 and three in Big 12 play. Inexplicably, they've got Oklahoma losing to Texas, which, okay, that part's not surprising, but then in November, losses at Oklahoma State in Provo at BYU. So, 
if that's how things turn out down the stretch, there's not going to be a bunch of people real thrilled with a pair of losses down the home stretch for OU, and particularly that Oklahoma State team that, man, I just think I think they uh, they could be doomed to uh, have a very, very disappointing season. But where do you sit with the predictions for 2023? We've had a wide range. Some have said, hey, just show me eight wins and you're winning close games. Others have said, I got to have double-figure wins, Connor. So it's it's across the board how people feel about it. One of the things, one of the comments that we got was, I need to see in-game coaching improvement. And I think most people would subscribe to that theory that at times, whether it was the tempo, that like tempo, 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 got to run. We've, we've played the cut this morning. Andrew Anthony talking about what's the biggest adjustment, Connor, that he's had coming to OU. Yeah, offense going from Michigan to OU, completely different. And what about the offense has been completely different? Hi, the tempo. Tempo, tempo, tempo. They want to they run fast, and that's great. And that's Jeff Levy's MO. And, you know, if you can execute on some third downs here and there, probably, you know, everybody feels better about said tempo. But I think it's a fair argument to make if you're an Oklahoma fan out there that you feel like at times, whether it was Levy, if it was Gabriel, or the buck stops with your head football coach, Brent Venables, at times, tempo itself was not managed all that well. No, right? we yeah, we didn't have the good end of the tempo because you're running tempo, then you have those three and outs, and just like that, you're putting your defense back on the field. I tend to disagree, though, with a lot of people out there that subscribe to the idea well, offense has to help defense out. I, I got it. You can help a little bit, but to me, I'm very much more in the camp of just get better defensively. I don't know that a lot of what Oklahoma did offensively necessarily doomed Oklahoma defensively. Though, again, I'll entertain the argument at times, just a general feel for the game. If things aren't going well defensively, it's okay to try and run the ball a little bit more and chew a little bit of clock not necessarily to, quote-unquote, give the defense a, a breather or whatever. It's just a, a feel for the game. Sometimes maybe you need to play a little bit more ball control, and Oklahoma didn't really have that last season. Yeah, and if you're not, if you're not playing well on defense as a fan, you don't want to see your defense out there. So, Does anything I said make any sense just there, or was that totally no, contradicting I, No, itself? it makes sense. Does that no. make sense? Like, I don't subscribe to the offense totally has to help defense out. And yet, at the same time, I understand, like, in moments, a coaching staff has to be able to rein things in and say, you know, the pace of this game dictates that now all of a sudden we need to lean on the run game a little bit. Not necessarily that you have to help the defense out, but just the the understanding of the trajectory of how the game's playing out. I didn't feel Oklahoma was great at that last season. No. Clock management. That, that's its own thing right there. Timeouts, usage of timeouts. It seemed like every time you burn a timeout to ice a kicker or to set up this player, it's like if things could backfire for OU, probably they did last season via coaching decisions. Well, and it felt like every time down the stretch where you felt good if you had two or three timeouts left to get a stop and get the ball back, you didn't have those timeouts. You had one left, and then you just you kind of ran out of time at that point. From the 405, 
Let, let's read this. This looks like it could be good. Hey, guys. I understand I understand offense and defense have to help each other, but the defense only has to play three plays and then back off the field. That's See, that's kind of always been my charge, too, is just be better. Just be better. And don't chalk it up to, oh, man, the uh, – the offense didn't help us out. Let, let's let's separate ourselves from any of that sort of thinking. And, and I don't I, I don't feel like Oklahoma, from a coaching staff standpoint, I don't feel that necessarily they've been quick to try and uh, we got to do this or we we got to do that. I think the the coaching staff understands they've just got to be better. I don't think they're using the quote unquote excusinator five thousand there that uh, offense really let the defense down. But uh, just the general feel of the game, to me, however you want to define that, needs to improve for Oklahoma. Yeah, the feel, the feel of the game did not feel great for a handful of games last season. Just saying how it is. And there's a bunch of really good responses on this that let, let's read next. Let, let's share those next. And I see True Sooner has dialed us up, so we'll get True in here. True Sooner, I think, is on cloud nine. He's ready to see OKC fight its way back into the NBA playoffs. Uh, we haven't talked much about that this morning, but uh, we can do that before we get out of here as well. It is the Plank Show final hour, as always, presented by Mop and Roofing. Appreciate you, Mop and Roofing. They've got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded. Mop and Roofing serving all of Oklahoma. They've been in business for 35 years, for over 35 years. I don't want to sell you short, Mop and Roofing. 405 703 38 43. Josh and Connor, it's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Back with you after this. Back with you. It's the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. He is Connor Pasby. I'm Josh Helmer. I love that they're debating this. Last title chance for the Warriors with this core. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson are all under contract for next season. <laughs> How did this debate come up? Uh, I don't know, dude. I I haven't stayed on top much of the NBA, but as of late, I'm getting dragged back in with OKC Thunder. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, for me, and this is not, oh my gosh, everybody boo-hoo for Josh. This is just me explaining to you. Because of my work responsibilities, I'm typically dialed into what's going on with college sports, Oklahoma, Iowa, and so as such, until the men's and women's basketball seasons are over. And even now it's like I'm very fixated on what's going on with Oklahoma softball. I don't get to watch a lot of NBA throughout the year because the college football season sort of rolls right into, well, everything, men's and women's college basketball. And there's a lot of just coverage responsibilities that I have. And then, you know, you and I, Connor, the high school side, I just – it's frustrating. Maybe I need to work the DVR a little bit more this next year, but I, I didn't. I watched probably less NBA basketball than ever before this year. Mm-hmm. But now, now that the college seasons are done, I watched all of the NBA games the other night, and it's great. I, I really enjoyed it. That's the thing. During the college basketball season, that's what I'm stuck on. I don't go and watch some NBA games, even the primetime ones like on TNT and ESPN. And with guys being out all the time, that drives me nuts. That's what I can't understand. Yeah, I still really enjoy it. They, You know, you, you wish there was a little less load management, but uh, I still really enjoy it. Like I said, I just feel like I don't get to watch 
that much anymore. To the phone lines we go. True Sooner hits us up. It is the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. True, what's up, man? Good morning. Man, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you got like this is NBA Central today, I mean, you know, we've talked we've talked a little NBA. I think, I think that's the first time we've mentioned NBA. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've mentioned OKC a little bit. It was uh, Shea Gill just Alexander. That defensive play he made on Ingram was incredible. And then the drive where he split the three defenders, and then obviously right. uh, the shot to go ahead was was just remarkable. He's a superstar in the league, and I will tell you this. I think it's time, you know, I was all for, it's not going to hurt my feelings too much tonight if they lose and all of a sudden you're back in the lottery. But but that being said, I'm also not against, like, use these picks and, and go get a star yeah. to pair with. I, I think it's time. I think it's time to get aggressive. Well, this is not what I called about since you're talking about it, you know. But, you know, the thing about it is, is like, they, you know, the other night they decided they were going to, you know, keep shape from being the guy that kills them. And then, you know, and, and Sam Presti, the job he's done in this in this draft, I mean, everybody was on him for taking Gideon six two years ago. And what does Gideon do? Gideon goes out and says, okay, throw me the ball and I'll get you 31. Yeah, I know he's great. Yeah, you know, Dort, Dort is the guy that, that we all hoped Roberson would be back in the day. I mean, he's a great defender, and he can, and he, but, but, but he's, not, he's not a horrible offensive guy. Dort, I mean, he actually, and he you know, can shoot. He can surprise you oh, and hit some threes. And, yeah. and he is, and, and I know that he's a nice player, but Dort is the Dort is the number one guy. Dort is the, the number one guy that late in the game I'm like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> Don't put it yeah, up. And and that he's last, he's due for, like, one of those corner. every game. But uh, but it's that all good. No, he's, he's a nice player. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, with – you know, Presley's had some bad dress tricks. I mean, you know, the McGarry kid wanted he, he wanted dope over over the NBA, so that's fine. But I mean, you know, and he and he, and he kind of struck out with Aldrich and some of those guys. But he's you know to think about where you know getting JW at twelve, JW at twelve, and what he's done. I mean, he's a top five. If you were to redraft again, I, I would think if you were to redraft again, Giddy and JW would both be in the top five of their of their respective uh, years you like it when you redraft you know? in and you got some right yeah 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 so hey so you're talking about OU football um that's the exact same thing I was saying and I I understand this offense and I've been told by people that know a lot more than than I would ever know about OU football that they you know clock management is something they can't do because of the offense and the, and the, and the you know the, the speed that it goes and all this stuff Believe me, in, in 1998 or 99, whatever it was, I guess it was 98, when, when Stoops first came in, Stoops had to go over to Mike Leach and say, look, dude, we're, we're, you know, that, that 17 to nothing lead against Texas, we should have won that game. So, I mean, coming out in these, like against OSU last year, having a 28-point lead and snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock, you've got you've to start figuring in that stuff to where it, it – it's you know there's there, there's no reason to give those teams extra possession. No doubt, it's just the there's not those and there's a an instance right there, true. But for me, it's not even just specific instances. It's the cumulative. What are we doing? Effect the the feel of the game for Oklahoma just it just seemed like the whole year. Everything it looked like a team getting coached by a first-year head coach, and hopefully that's not the case in year two for Oklahoma. I, I 
I just said it. I'll say it again. I Philosophically, I don't believe offense has to help defense. I don't. And I'll tell you why. Part of it, if you need any convincing, go watch the Iowa Hawkeyes in 2022. If you think offense has to help defense, turn on their game tape. And that is the worst offense you'll ever see. And guess what? It's one of the best defenses you'll ever see. So I just don't believe that you have to, quote-unquote, help the defense out. Just get better there. Now, that being said, at times at times you can have a feel for the game. And I just that feel for the game I don't think Oklahoma possessed last year. I do feel like I do feel like they're fixing to explode, and I know I'm a homer, and and you know been following OU football for for 50 years. But I'll tell you, I do feel like I've been through this roller coaster ride, you know, several times. Most of the time, you're up on top of the hill, but I do feel like there is no way with the with this coaching staff and the way they're recruiting. I mean, Blake was getting these kind of players. Um, but he he didn't have the coaching and he he'll man the staff. So I mean, th- this thing's getting ready to explode, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be up there for a while. Well, this will be this will be a gigantic table setting year if Oklahoma can just go be Oklahoma, go be who you've been in this yep. conference, go go win this league, navigate a schedule that frankly we think going in is not altogether great. Go take care of business. Go win this league. And then uh, all of a sudden, it looks like help is on the way, and it's going to keep growing in-house, and you're getting better players than you've gotten in recent memory. So, and, you know, one thing that was always so funny was the reaction to Lincoln Riley leaving and this idea that, oh, man, what are they going to do offensively with some of these skill guys? They're going to take a big step back there. Now you've went and you've got Jackson Arnold, and you've went – I mean, think about the quarterbacks – Alone that Oklahoma has brought in since Jeff Levy took over. You think I'm of, fixing to say that I'm fixing to say they might have a Heisman Trophy winner on you know on campus now. Hopefully I mean, they we do. Don't, we don't. You know, I mean that's the you know the thing that Oklahoma is not, and I was worried about that too. You know, but but it seems like I mean, gosh, it seems like that they're in, and I don't you know on 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 these quarterbacks, it seems like they're getting them, and. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like that's changed a whole lot. We'll find out about play calling and clock management and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, this is, Le- you know, Levy, I mean, he was at, you know, he, he, you know he's, he, he has to learn, too. I mean, th- these guys are working together for, for the first time, you know, the, the coaching staff and defensive staff. And, and last year was kind of a throwaway year. I mean, this team, this team is going to win at least nine games this year. I hope barring so. Some, yeah, barring some major injuries. You know they're going to be a nine or ten win team, which you can't prepare for that. If uh, no. if some of that happens, then it is what it is. It'll be a wash. Well, but assuming things are healthy, a, you got to to me, you got to win double figure games. This team could have been a five loss team, Lincoln's last year. Absolutely, yeah. It uh, yeah. it wasn't altogether that far away. Indefinitely, yeah. definitely, they could have lost at least four. Right? I mean, if you yeah. want to meet somewhere in the middle, they were not that far away from from losing a couple more. We'll see you guys. Have a good one. Okay, appreciate it, Trill. We've got a bunch more of your responses out there talking about the 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 in game management side. I see you, realtor Chris. I'm I'm uh I'm sorry to have deviated from the path of uh, the home of Sooner fans here. I I do sincerely apologize. Every once in a while, I get a little caught up with uh, NBA basketball going on tonight. But want to uh, share some of your thoughts on the in game management side. 
next right here from the text line. And if you want to chime in as well, phone line's still open before we call it a wrap on this week, at least for us right here. Josh and Connor stepping aside. It's the Plank Show on the wrap. Mop and Roofing bringing us our number three right here on the Plank Show. The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Mop and Roofing, they've got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Mop and Roofing serving all of Oklahoma, and they've been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. As we unfortunately, uh, scarily found out, spring weather around Oklahoma doesn't mess around. We got that reminder uh, not too long ago, and so with that in mind, you know, whether it's high winds uh, or, or torna- tornadic activity or just, you know, hail damage, et cetera, et cetera, you need a friend you can trust in the, the roofing industry. And why not mop and roofing? 405-703-3843. So uh, uh, real quick, Cam, yes. Uh, several of you have asked this, and maybe you asked it uh, twice, Cam. But uh, please excuse me if this has been already asked today. What channel will the OU spring game be televised on? It is on ESPN+. Plus. Confirmed. So, yes. So uh, if you were to go to ESPN+, Plus and just check out Sooner Vision's live and upcoming, you've got uh, – man, it's, it's littered. There's all sorts of stuff. You've got baseball on there, uh, though I would say listen to Toby Rowland on yes. the radio. Uh, greedily, I would say uh, T-Rose who you want to listen to. But, man, there's all sorts of stuff uh, coming up. And the spring game next Saturday, 2.30, will be yes on ESPN+. Plus. So you'll have the spring game plus OU softball, OU Baylor. So you get those two uh, action for next weekend. Here's an interesting. Here's an interesting couple of thoughts. Stop it with the one-score losses. Stop it with being the gatekeepers of everything. Six and seven or nine and four? And, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we'd like to see Oklahoma improve in close games. That's the mark of a good football program. But uh, I, I did think uh, this was in – I actually agree with this next text. I don't think the in-game management is an argument at all. Though I, that part I don't agree with, I, so I, I I agree with some of it. Uh, yeah. I don't think the in-game management is an argument at all. Better execution and nobody would bat an eye. Agreed with that last part. Yeah, I don't think it wholeheartedly should, agree with that last part. Yeah, I don't think it should be as a big deal. And we bring it up because there was just so many close games for OU every single week. But you could have avoided situations like that late in the game. You know what the best programs and best teams do, Connor? What's that? They make up for mistakes. Right. And OU, yeah, OU did <laughs> not do that. Right. And so guess what happens? The margins become very thin, and what do we talk about? We, we talk about the in-game feel, and we talk about the coaching decisions, right? But uh, if you just execute better – then all of a sudden, a timeout that you did or did not call. It, w- it wouldn't have to come down to that. Right. So that that actually is, uh, I think, one of the, the better points we've gotten this morning. Holy smokes, I clicked on a text, but we'll it's, uh, we got a <laughs> whole let, paragraph here. Be careful. I saw, I make, saw sure the, that, make sure that there's uh, no bombs in we'll, there. We'll take that. I, we'll take that later. I saw, the first, <laughs> I saw the first part of it. I was like, okay, let's see what this and Yeah. And okay. then it, it turned into be. It's a, mouth, uh, it's a mouthful. 918. Yes. 
we uh, we love your thoughts, but if you can make it like one paragraph instead of two, really really helps us uh, to read those. Remember, the other team has to vote has a vote on offense and defense. 60% plus of last year's team had never worn a crimson and cream uniform. This is a new year. Be patient. What what is, what does that second text mean? Remember the other team has a vote on offense and defense. I I don't know I don't know what he's trying to mean. Nine so, something is it something with voting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's every once in a while. I'm like Anchorman and this is what's scary. Please don't send uh, <laughs> naughty words on the text line because it's like bright and shiny things every once in a while. It's just like, got to read the text line. It's the the joke that BFC has, yeah. sports text 1400. It's a little bit scary at times. So you will make the front of the line by uh, texting <laughs> in every now and again. And uh, I don't even necessarily need to know what you're saying at times. So okay, that, that's we, a little frightening. We can hit this one. It says, OU football, let's just play the game like you have coached and played this game the proper way. Schemed, controlled, and disciplined. OU played in panic mode a lot last season. Can't play or be coached that way. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, yeah, I think they did play in panic mode. It felt like for a good portion of the game throughout the season. This is easy to say after you go six and seven. And look, we can get into the one score debate, but do we agree? West Virginia. Texas Tech, Florida State fit that department. Yeah, K State, Baylor. We would say no, not no, not Kansas State and Baylor. Okay, it, it felt like yeah, especially Kansas State felt TCU, like TCU, Texas. We wouldn't put in that category. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, just a little. Late. It's a Friday, everybody. Yes. Everybody, everybody, la- everybody laugh. Just everybody relax a little bit. But uh, obviously, one thing that needs to improve, and I, I've been saying it all morning. Probably will say it all uh, summer and spring long, spring and summer long into the fall. Oklahoma needs to find a way to win close games, right? Yep. Told, told, yeah, pretty much told the whole season. And if you do win most of those close losses, then you're on the good side. At but times, that, that's what that's what good teams do, though, Josh. At times, clock management was just as bad as the defense. And, and what I, I, I like blank for a second. What I wanted to say was, Oklahoma looked like a team in those close games that played played not to lose instead of to win. They didn't look like a team that was confident they were going to go win a football game. So that that, however you fix that, whatever it is outside of just you just go start to win football games and stack up wins, that's an that's a character trait for Oklahoma that has to improve. If you call it close games, if you call it the the week to week, the day to day, whatever it is, Oklahoma didn't strike me as a team last season, Connor, that was particularly confident. No, especially really late in the game, three or four minutes left. It didn't feel like you weren't confident that you were going to get no. a, st- a stop no. that you desperately needed. No, it the whole year was like Freaky Friday. It was like, oh, man, something upside down is about to happen well, here. Yeah, it goes back. You especially felt a third and ten that it was not going to go your way, that they were going to somehow pick it up. 918. At times, clock management was just as bad as the defense. When offense on the field uh, towards the end of the game, you cannot run 42 seconds off the clock and punt. Agreed. That, that's it. Is incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Don't be, uh, <laughs> well, don't be the next uh, Kale Gundy. 
<laughs> yeah, saying well, be careful what I uh, read off the text line. Well, I know, I know, we won, you won the Oklahoma. Easy now. Be nice to my man Kale. Yes, be nice to Kale. But the Oklahoma State game, we won. We realize that, but man, there were so many uh, times on offense where there was those three and outs that lasted not even twenty to thirty seconds, and you give the ball right back. Luckily, you were getting stops on defense. So. The uh, the gentleman that or or the woman or the individual that texted in better execution and nobody would bat an eye followed up and I think it's a fair point out of the nine one eight it's a scapegoat for people it's a way to cover up the fact that the roster failed to meet expectations some guys are average athletes some guys never produced coaches can't walk through eggshells every second of every game to carry the kids to a win so now that being said I think the coaches would tell you. Hey, we could be we could be better too, right? Yeah. Breaking uh, news on a Friday: the coaching staff and the players would tell you, ah, "I think we can do better than six and seven. Yeah, I prefer to have a winning record. <laughs> All right, just, we're just a thought. We're winding down. It's been a, a fun edition, I think, on a Friday of the Plank Show. Appreciate you, Connor, as always. Uh, the the utility man stepping in. Are is Parker and Steely? They're both good for next. The next couple of hours, right? Yeah, they're good. They're, so you, you don't have, have to you don't have to do the next show. No, you'll oh have, man, yeah, you'll have them too. Yeah, twelve, no, twelve no, to two. No marathon day for you no. is what I'm getting at. Nice, nice, smooth Saturday, and I felt like it has been throughout the show today, Josh. Well, what a, a, lot, a lot of text, a lot of text happening right now. So we appreciate that. Yeah, the, the ref army, dude. Ref army is undefeated. Appreciate uh, you guys always. Your support is uh, incredible, and your interaction with the show. It's amazing. It's what makes the, the engine go. So we, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Final timeout. Let's come back and put a bow tie on it. Ah, we're back. One final time. Hope you all are having a nice Friday. Maybe leaving the office a little early. It's lunchtime, baby. And I don't know if I'm going back to the office today. It's okay. Your secret's, your secret's safe here. We won't uh, pass that along to the, uh, the boss. Yeah, you could just hang out with the ref. <laughs> don't go back to work after lunch. <laughs> the week is done. The week is done. Nothing happens after noon on a Friday. Are you kidding me? Nothing but uh, Sooner Athletics, which uh, there's a bunch going on in Sooner Athletics this weekend. We'll see if uh, Oklahoma Gym, see if they can go get it done. See if they can uh, get it done. And uh, let's see, uh, big baseball series versus Texas Tech. Need a win, yep. Oh, man. Gotta, gots to get that series. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I mean, just I mean, I will I'll catch most of the OU events going on, especially baseball. I'll be tuned into that on ESPN Plus as they go up against Texas Tech uh, tonight. I'll catch some Thunder, see if they can get a win and get to the playoffs. Play Denver, so uh, should be a lot of fun watching some sports this weekend. Are you going to uh, miss the Gimme Zone? Are you going to have like withdrawal symptoms? You think tomorrow? I'll tune in. I'll <laughs> no, tune you won't. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to lie to me. It's all right. I, I don't take it personal or anything. Frisco Sooner. I, uh, which, by the way, give me zone if you're a golf fan. 10 to noon every Saturday right here on The Ref. Myself, Brian Vineyard, Jackson Rowbottom. It is, I'm a little biased, but uh, it's good stuff if you're a golf fan. Frisco Sooner. I agree 100% with you guys. Clock management was an issue last year and needs work. But sometimes I don't think people realize what a fine line it is from not taking your foot off their throat and slowing things down. I believe that can be difficult at times. 
Hold on, I'm trying to read the text again. Basically, he's saying, or she is saying, or this individual is saying, Frisco Sooner is saying, it's a fine line between keep your foot on the gas and run tempo, 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 and hey, now's the moment to slow things down. Right, and there was well, and there was plenty of opportunities for OU to s- slow it down. I know you work fast uh, constantly. Sometimes you got to help the defense, and sometimes the defense can help out the offense. Complimentary if, football. If last season was a road trip and we came to a fork in the road and left or right would get us there sooner or quicker, we chose left, and guess what? It was several hours longer than going right. Yes, exactly. That's basically 2022 in a nutshell. That's a great way to put it. I mean, that's it's just taking a little bit longer to get there, folks. Don't worry. The, the destination, we're still en route. Still en route, baby. No stress. Uh, Jesse G, you get uh, the the final word. Last year, we played like a team that was trying to figure things out, figuring out a new scheme on both sides of the football and a head coach, figuring out meshing two sides of the football. Good teams will take advantage of that, and they did. That year of experience should result in improvement all around. New, new, fa- new faces, new coach. Exactly what it was. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for us. It's time to let the professionals come on in here and take it over. Nobody panic. Chris Plank will be back. Regularly scheduled programming beginning of next week after uh, a busy weekend. Colin Sooner Softball in Ohio. Connor, have a good weekend, my friend. Enjoy some sports watching. That's, that's right. And uh, that's it for me, Josh Elmer. On the Plague Show. So long, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Steelman and Thune at noon next.